Hey folks, Casey here. Uh, stick around after the show for a quick discussion about the direction of th that this episode took uh, and something I learned as a DM about how to play the game. I'll talk to you then. Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time! Our heroes arrived in the town of Darkshire on the western edge of Duskwood, a layover on their journey north toward the human city of Stormwind. There, they encountered the ghost of an old threat and drove it off. Will they destroy this ghost once and for all, or is there something else in our hero's future? Let's find out now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Uh, okay, so over the course of your long rest, everyone would have, you know, gotten back anything that you may have spent. Uh, in the combat from spell slots or class resources of, or anything else of that nature. So do make sure, if you haven't already, that you do credit yourself your long rest. Following morning, uh, you guys would able be able to get up, you know, bright and early or, or at whatever time that you would prefer. Uh, you did end up getting into bed not too terribly late last night. It was, uh, you know, running all over the zone, chasing down this ghost. Uh, did take up some of your time, but falling asleep at the end of the night was pretty darn easy because that's what travel does to you, man. It knocks you out. And you were on that griffin for a hot minute yesterday. You guys uh, descend down into the bar, uh, you know, bar slash dining area of the Scarlet Raven Inn. And uh, you see there that barkeep Han is, you know, starting the day with, you know, getting some foods ready. Sees you coming down and says, oh, hey, everybody. Um, good to see that you guys are up. I wanted to give you an update from last night. Um, after you drove the ghost away from town. Truthfully, since that thing started bothering our town, it would come in, it would attack, it would hurt some folks, eventually it would run away. We would try to fight it back. You know, we have the Night Watch here. They, um, every once in a while, there would be, you know, an adventurer or something that would be in town. But nobody had ever really, no one had ever really harmed it before. And then when you guys came and just really beat the tar out of it, that really changed the attitude of a lot of the people in town here. Like, it, 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 this problem went from being something that we were thinking maybe we just have to like learn how to live with somehow. Like, we have to be behind doors at night before it comes or whatever other solutions we were having. But now we actually think there is a chance that we can just get it destroyed. I just wanted to let you guys know that the town is very, very thankful that. Not only were you here and, you know, beat it up really bad last night, but that after it left, that you went out 
trying to see if you could find it to, to put an end to it. Um, we do have some some guards that went out to some various places in Duskwood looking for more evidence as to like where we would have to be to destroy it or where like if it has a specific pattern to its movements or anything of that nature. But um, I wanted to let you know that what we're doing is we're going to contract a group of adventurers to uh, come out to Duskwood and finish this off for us. We took a collection or rather we're, we, we discussed taking a collection. We're going to be taking a collection uh, to fund um, a quest basically that we're going to send out probably to Stormwind and some other various local places. Um, How much are you looking to uh, uh, collect for that? Oh, Falk is always talking about the money. Well, we're not sure what we can pull together yet. Um, my expectation is probably going to be somewhere in the range of like two or three hundred gold pieces. I will pull out a bag and hand over a hundred gold. What? I'm sorry. What? What are you doing? I'd like to help you guys out. I mean, you guys, obviously, it's going to be a longer term project, but uh, we do have to move on to probably Stormwind here soon. So I'd like to give you guys a hand. Oh, my God. Plot Thank twist. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is this is going to be huge. We're we are absolutely going to you like. Oh my goodness! Thank you so. Much. I, I don't know what to say. This is incredible. Well, uh, lunch is d- breakfast is on me. Obviously, at this point, I think I owe you that. Sounds great. You got any more of that spider? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Spider surprise for everybody. If anyone who wants it can have spider surprise. <laughs> Well, was the was that, the wolf sure anything? Was, good. was the wolf anything particular too? Did it have any special spices in it? Yeah, the wolf. What what did the wolf do here? Hang on, um, wolf crunch. Throw a plate of that out here too, so we can split it and share. What? But did you sit. make into the kitchen yet and pick up yeah. those secrets? Yeah, we 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 talked about that uh you know spotter situation, and I I, I think that. As long as I can uh, obtain said spiders, wherever we, you know, find ourselves, that I I can make this, and I I, I think it'll make us feel real good if I if I do. I think that yeah, wolf I, I might like, have the wolf crunch might have had some some extra hair on it too. If we want to check that one out too, I'll try a little I'll, bit of that this morning. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat anything. You know me, but focus on. You sure surprised me. I thought you were going to try to, uh... I'll I'll make it back up in cards later. It's all good. I figured you were going to try to get them to give you a real high offer. I may be part rogue, but I'm not that roguish. And this is when... This is when Ari says... See, see, when they they say about something... Thank you. (laughs) I was just going to say... See, see, all, all, all the rogue is in is in the looks. It's got, it's nothing else in there. However, I could definitely. It's, it's that that that's 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 funny. Like, um, me and Erica going. Someone has to say that Falcus is roguishly handsome. Ari. <laughs> Ari's just daydreaming about. Well, I. Oh, I'll comment about myself. Ari, Ari was looking in her bag. Because she still has 35 gold worth of gems, and she was going to give that to them. No, 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 that, that's, you know, I think giving these town folks 100 gold is 
probably plenty. Okay. And I'm sure glad it came out of Falcus's purse. But you know, there's these, these gems aren't worth money so much as what they can do and I'll what you can make in. out of them. I know I'm probably going to be able to either if I really need something, I can borrow some from you guys. But yeah, actually, oh, yeah. I did the same thing. I've got Bet. a bag of <laughs> random assortment of <laughs> gems as well. Well, while you guys are discussing how roguishly handsome Falkus is, I'm going to step outside for a second while we wait for breakfast. And I just have a letter I want to drop into the mailbox real quick, and then I'll be right back in. So, What is okay. she doing, Falkus? You drop Plus, a what letter do you think in she's the mailbox. Up to? So you two wouldn't know that, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to step outside real quick. And then yeah, I go outside, and I, I drop a letter in the mailbox, and... Take a moment to kind of look outside. I imagine it's dusk or dark shires, foggy. It is. It's first thing in the morning. It looks like it's first thing in the morning in a... This is weird because spooky haunted forests don't have a time of day other than just before sundown or middle of the night. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it's clearly like first thing in the morning, but it still has the fog. It should have burnt off by now, and it hasn't. There's too much shade from the trees. Like, there's they're spooky and spindly, and there's not, like, a huge amount of leaves on them because they're dead looking, but also they're projecting a lot of shade. So you're like, I don't know. This is weird. Yeah, you totally drop a letter in the mailbox. I can't wait to find out what that's about. All right. Now, just take a moment to just absorb the atmosphere because... You know, as a worgen, I know that there are worgens here, probably not friendly ones and stuff. So just taking a second to absorb the atmosphere, and then I'll go back inside and see what food has come out. Great, yeah. Uh, he plates up a uh, like a big breakfast for you guys. Um, there's spider surprise. There's wolf haunch crunch. Uh, keeping in mind that you can only ever benefit from one well-fed buff at a time, but also keeping in mind that. I mean, I don't know what you guys have planned. If you decide you're going to go, like, trunching through the woods and head straight off into, you know, uh, uh, the Badlands or somewhere. Not the Badlands. What's over here? The Blasted Lands. Then we'll have to improvise a combat. But what you find is that the Spider Surprise does have the poison abating effect that you had discovered last night. Uh, The Wolfhound Crunch, it's... Butch and Ari actually have a little bit of familiarity with some of the feelings that this food evokes. After finishing it, you would have advantage on any perception checks that would rely on hearing or smell. And you would have a chance uh, uh, when you hit a creature with an attack to force them to succeed on a strength save or else knock them prone in the way that wolves will sometimes do when they fight in a pack. I would say, Butch, go ahead and roll for me, if you would, please. What's the right thing to roll here? Roll me a... I guess this is the right... I'm sorry that your stats don't line up with this very well, but it seems like it's the right roll. Roll me an investigation check, please, and because you are proficient with the cook's utensils, go ahead and roll that with advantage. With advantage, that's an 18. All right, not bad. So um, you chew on this food, you consider it for a while, you try to analyze the spices that are in it, you try to consider, okay, well, how how does it seem as if this were prepared? You know, what, like, what did they do to, like, what 
cut of wolf is this? You know, that sort of thing. You start to piece all that together. And then on an 18, you you make pretty good headway on that. Wolf Haunch Crunch is something that you would be able to prepare moving forward. You're pretty sure. Uh, you can go ahead and add that to the list of things you know how to cook. Let me just... Uh, That's awesome. Because this stuff is tasty. Manage inventory. Wolf Haunch Crunch. After eating this, uh, you gain advantage on perception checks. Okay, that's uh, uh, everything that Casey just said. Once per round in combat, when you hit a creature with attack, you can force the creature to succeed on a DC 15 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. What is this called in D&D terms? This is called a thing, right? Uh, Wolves... I think wolves have, like, when you fight a wolf, they can do this. Here, let me pull up wolves. Maybe it's dire wolf. Um, keen hearing and smell. Dire wolves have an ability called pack tactics, which gives them advantage if they're near other things. But Butch already provides that because he's a wolf barbarian. Right. And um, no, just their regular attack. They do a melee attack, they hit, they do this much damage. If the target is a creature, it must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. It doesn't actually have a name on it. It's just part of the wolf's attack action. So yeah, that's just a thing that wolves can do. Cool. I, it is now added to my thing. I, I thought I thought you said that Falcus and, and Butch would already know this, but maybe you said Ari, Ari and, and Butch. Butch. Yeah. Okay. I, if I said Falcus, I meant Ari because of your... The, the wolfishness of your various class features and, and such. Because uh, it gives I have you like a, a clue into some of the stuff thing. that's coming in here. I chose wolf as your a totem, totem spirit. Yeah. yeah. And she is a wolf. Standing, may I say, like um, in wolf territory, in, in uh, werewolf territory, as she mentioned. Yeah, no, on an 18, you do also know that these are not. This isn't werewolf meat. I don't know if that was where you were going with that, but (laughs) I don't know. I didn't know where you were going with that. You just suddenly started talking about, well, beans as we're in werewolf territory. And I just wanted to make it very clear. That's not what happened here. We do not eat sentient creatures. I know that it's starting to sound like Butch (laughs) didn't know that. (laughs) Y'all guys better sleep with one eye open. Butch might be hungry tonight. (laughs) Okay, I, 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 I took a mouthful of something for, for the acting, for a Foley effect. Just like, I'm doing good. <laughs> hey, Ari! Mm-hmm? Get over here and, and, and get down on some of this wolf meat. Oh, well, some spider meat then. And, um, it, it, all this is real good. It, it sure be a shame that a town like this would be afraid to go out at night when it's basically always night. I'm, I'm glad they're doing the same to be, seem to be doing something about it. D- does this mean that um, we are f- free and clear? And I'm looking at both of you that, that we we're not going to involve ourselves in this anymore. Is that? Oh, thanks. I don't think it's necessary. That's why I uh, gave them a, a small purse to, to help fund uh, their, their endeavor. I think we've given them the information they need to take it from here, whether they decide to take the problem out completely or just do enough to keep it at bay. Um, well, I, I want to I go on record as saying that 100 gold in this part of the world, from what I reckon, is not a small purse. 
Uh, to a commoner, it is definitely not at it's all. It's a life-changing amount of money. Yes. Adventurers have higher expenses. So, but what you've done here, though, is taken that much out of what they would have needed to provide a group of adventurers, which means they can keep it in their town, which means they can continue to live off of it and do all these other things. So, yeah, no, that is that is a big, big, big deal uh, to them. Absolutely. Well, okay. So, after this uh, real good meal, uh, what do you reckon's next? Guess we hop on a griffin and head to Stormwind. Sounds is like that, a plan. Is that a straight shot? We're just gonna go, go to Stormwind, huh? Uh, All right. Drop is, us off at. There's a layover in Goldshire. Goldshire, you say? Well, oh, from Goldshire, we can we can walk up the gates. If you guys, uh, are you you've been to Stormwind before, haven't you? I I would think that you and I would have on an adventure. I definitely have. I would say. Um, just from go what happened in Gilneas and stuff, I've probably been there for some reason or another. I mean, because, yeah, I think from that point was Gilneas ended up at Darnassus, Darnassus and, and Darnassus now ended up at Stormwind. All right, then. So we're getting on another bird. Um, crack, 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 crack. Going back. Um, how long is this trip going to be? I've never been here. Quick flight? I have no idea. 30 minutes, I don't think 40 it's minutes? Too far from oh. Here. Oh, thank the August Celestials. Tell you what, maybe I did an not want to do that again. Maybe an hour, maybe like three, five hours at the most. Half a day <laughs> maximum, <laughs> like with traffic, I mean. All right, then. So we uh, sat on a griffin all day long yesterday, got off at eight something, and uh, went on a fight <laughs> in a wild goose chase ghost chase as it were and uh so we got a little exercise in <laughs> and then we get a short flight I- i'd say this has been a good pit stop all right as you- mm-hmm. butch and focus leave i'm gonna tell them hey i'm gonna catch up i want to talk to the bartender for just a second all right and then um i walk out the door yeah he's cleaning up the- he's cleaning up the dining room he sees you come in focus what do you reckon she's up to? Mm-hmm. Not her, I'm not her keeper. Well, she's acting a little weird. That's all. She's usually all, you know, at your heels like a puppy dog. As yeah, it I were. guess so. But uh, I think <laughs> I think Wellath has uh, tickled something with her. I don't. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping we left him behind us. Uh, Any, anyway, he shows up uh, when you least expect it, though. Knowing him, we'll we'll come across him at some point in time again. You walk up to the top of where the Griffins are, and Wellath is standing there, blades ready. <laughs> when you least expect it, Ari, you enter back into the bar again. Um, I'm gonna go up to the bartender, mm-hmm. and I forgot what his name was. What's his name again? Han. Han. Hey, Han. I just have a, a quick question before we we head off, real quick. Yeah, yeah. What can I do for you? Um, I know this is going to seem odd, but trust me, just, I don't care the answer. Has, has Greymane ever come here at all? I mean, considering the rumors are there's lots of, of kind of wild, cursed worgens around. I've never seen the king come out this way. I've never really heard that he's done that, but also, hmm, 
I don't know that that would be something that the royalty would announce if he were to do that. Why do you ask? I just have a history with with Worgens and and, and Greymane too, and I'm just wondering if if he is keeping his word or if stories are just told to to pacify young minds. That's all. Don't don't worry. It's a very selfish question. I see. Um, no, I haven't. To my knowledge, he hasn't been out here. Come to think of it. Come to think of it, you guys are actually the first group of adventurers to come through here in a little bit, let alone anybody more, pardon me for saying so, more significant than a group of adventurers, somebody like King Greymane or anybody from uh, from the castle or, or anything of that nature. I think it would be, I think it would be quite the event if it was known that he was in the area. So no, I, I don't think he was here. I, I 100% agree that there would definitely be an affair if he made the way here. Um, and just, just for future, and I'm going to toss him a gold coin, this conversation, just keep it between you and me. I will, of course. Absolutely. Thank and you again go, for everything. Oh, absolutely. No, we are so glad that we could help you guys, and hopefully things start to return to whatever normal is for you. <laughs> Come back and see us for... Um, What's the Halloween thing? Yep, All I just lost my entire yeah. brain. What's the Halloween event? All Hallows End. Hallows End. Hallows End. That's what it is. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, you'll you'd love it. Come back and see us for Hallows End. We put like fiery pumpkins out. The headless horseman attacks every once in a while, but it's like an event and it's fun, and we have like fire brigades for it, and it's like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a great time. You should come out and see it. I'll definitely keep that in mind. What I don't know where we'll be at that point in time, but yeah, stopping by here, I don't think would be bad. Okay, and, and like then you I'll said, mom's the word. Head on, head on back up to the to the other two. Okay, let's get on these griffins. Go. Okay, you guys climb onto a group of griffins. You take off toward Goldshire, uh, which is nestled at a crossroads in the Elwyn Forest between Stormwind to the northwest, Westfall to the west, Red Ridge to the east, and Duskwood, obviously, to the south. And as you break the canopy and soar over the forest you look down you can see multiple farms in the Elwyn forest somehow productive despite being a farm in the middle of a forest like you really wouldn't think that that would work but um, you know the, the tree coverage and the shade and all that but it seems to be working fine there is a river that separates the Elwyn forest from the forests of Duskwood. And you can see that the darkness that pervades Duskwood does not cross the water into Elwyn. And on the other side of the forest, it, on the other side of the river, it's like a bright and sunny day. Funny that. Falcus, with your passive perception, you look down, you can see that there are like two human adventurers in shoddy entry-level gear that are in combat with a group of murlocs on the shoreline. <laughs> Way out in the distance to the west, you can see that there's a little pack of gnolls in a camp like all the way out near the border to Westfall. You know, given the ease of your travel today, it's really, it's not very long before you reach Goldshire. You travel for 45 minutes or so. The trip from Booty Bay to Darkshire was from the southernmost point of Southern Stranglethorn all the way through Southern Stranglethorn, all the way through Northern Stranglethorn, and then most of the way through Duskwood. Like it was a real trek. This is halfway through Duskwood, maybe, and then another halfway through Elwyn. So it's much, much shorter a journey. 
you are you're not tired from your journey or anything of that nature um you're not even really hungry yet for lunch which is nice when you land you see that um just to the south of the road there's this so uh Goldshire itself, little human town, similar actually to Darkshire in construction. It has a lot of the same features. It has the inn. It has the Griffin's Nest. It has like a blacksmith. It has like a little quest hub. It has like, you know, crossroads of different directions. They go out different places, little signs that point every which way. Um, But also to the south, on the other side of the road, there's like a staked out area that has a little fence and it surrounds this like huge dark purple archway. Uh, that looks like it had been constructed. Uh, it looks like it comes and goes. Like it looks like a temporary <gasps> uh, construction. Like scaffolding is up around it and all that. You can see at the top of the archway, there's this big orange eyeball with a slitted pupil, oh, like a cat's eye. And it kind of rolls slightly in its frame to look at random passersby as they walk past the archway. You know enough, I think, about magical portal technology to recognize that this archway would create a portal when powered up. Uh, to all you have to do is walk through it and you would go somewhere. Well, I'll be. Look at that timing. We come through Elwyn Voris when the Darkman Fair is here. That's gonna be fun! <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have anything on our docket to really go do anything in particular. Nobody's waiting for us, so... Ladies? Gents? Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Uh, that don't look like it's open quite. Wait, wait a minute. So, so there's a, uh, so there's a party over there. There's gonna be there's gonna be some kind of market or fair or like, you know, I, you gotta item go swap through the portal, my friend. You gotta go through the portal. They built an entire island. Those goblins and other creatures are so industrious. They created their own island for this place now. Which is like, I don't know, go- goblins again? You, you know how, like, how, how Pandaria is, like, its own little island? Not quite that big. I wouldn't call Pandaria Pandaria little, but I wouldn't mind a fair. Well, okay, the last time we went and had some fun, it cost us a pre- pretty penny. But, this one's uh, a little This is probably going to cost you a pretty penny, but you'll get tickets. You're going to need to spend a lot of money to get enough tickets to go do stuff and get things, but... Okay, but this time it's, I'm going to ask what everything costs every, before I do anything. This one you have to pay before you do stuff. So there's there's no freebies. All right. Well, that when that opens, then we should uh, head over there. But what's that guy doing on the mail, mailbox? What? What? You turn and look, <laughs> and there is a night elf in his skivvies doing a dance. <laughs> He's got both hands in the air. He's wiggling his belly. He sees you looking at him. He holds his hand out like, I want some gold. Give me some gold. <laughs> I'll toss uh, him the gold. The- Goldshire is, is a unique place. And do not leave our sides. Well, Do not leave our sides. Something sounds fun in there. Why don't you come it- upstairs? We'll get some all gold. We Gold everywhere. Everybody gold. And I start walking towards the end. <laughs> I'm gonna grab Butch by the sleeve, and it's like, no, 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 no. Maybe later. Let's do the fair first. Hey, but but that that pretty lady in a blue dress just walked in. What? Wait a minute. 
That man in a blue dress just walked in. And another one. They're all first level priests. Oh, from, get it. All human right. priests <laughs> from, <laughs> from the starting Level one zone. mages that all have the same starting gear on. Yeah, or mages, yeah. Let's not waste our energy there yet when the fair has so much to do. So let's let's table that for later. But the music in here sounds... Okay. So, okay, Casey, you described this as scaffolding and, and not open yet. Uh, so the, the archway is there, but there isn't anything beyond it. It's just a fenced-off area and a purple archway with an eyeball at the top that's, like, looking at you as you walk up to it. But yeah, Butch, you look around and there is no fairground. There's no... There's no like carnies. Nothing. Nothing that they're saying is happening is happening. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. You guys know what the score is. So, so this is the game. We go. We go under the arch. Listen, there ain't I'll nothing just, here. I just walk through and disappear. <laughs> like the like Warcraft three teleporting. Like the 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 noise and the effect gone. Falcus vanished. Falcus eva- Falcus evaporated before your very eyes. It's just like roll an insight check for no a uh, yeah roll an insight check for me butch natural one okay it's exactly like the time that Jindo banished him and he evaporated like Peter Parker at the end of Avengers <laughs> spoilers if you're nervous butch it's best to close your eyes and do this at a bit of a run I'm just gonna kind of push him don't forget to breathe fum, 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 fum. you guys <laughs> teleport through we get squibbed Butch, you open your eyes. You have arrived at the top of a trail that winds through the woods. And you look around and it's early evening. A minute ago, it was late morning. and But it's already sundown again. So you're like, I don't know what that's about. Um, there's all these big wooden signs that are painted in purple and green. And there's these big red arrows that point downhill like you're supposed to get downhill. The arrows are held on these big accordion arms that like cross in the middle and stretch and contract like pointing like you got to go that way. As you walk forward, you round a bend and you see that you're uphill from this huge fairgrounds. There's this central road that's lined on both sides by tents. It has this huge, massive like wooden structure that supports this big roller coaster on it. The road ends at the very far end from you at a dock that stretches out over this large body of water. There's a stage set up on the other side where uh, there's this huge sign that just says the letters ETC on the big mm-hmm. sign. Uh, it's held up by these two Taran style totems. There are crowds of people who are walking up and down the central road. They're looking at the attractions. Some children are dragging their parents toward a vendor that's selling balloons. There's people eating big old oversized pretzels, all your normal sized, normal uh, carnival stuff. And there's this creepy, haunting, incredibly appropriate calliope music that sort of drifts over the fairgrounds a little bit. You guys have reached the Darkmoon Fair fairgrounds. As you get to the bottom of the trail and get to the actual entrance to the fairgrounds, first thing you see on one side is um, like a, a booth set up where this undead human woman is wearing like the purple and green colors that are everywhere else in the Dark Moon Fair. She's standing at this booth. She's handing out like pamphlets and pointing people toward different attractions and things like that. That's the first thing you see. But then there's like another dozen things past her. 
Well, I get it now, guys. Uh, th th this was a lot bigger on the inside. <laughs> well, I guess we start at the start. And Sounds like a plan. I, I walk I'll, up I'll, to them. Go I'll ahead. Wave them. I was just saying, yeah, I wave them over. It's like, we gotta go buy tickets first. So we'll go over to the, to the ticket booth. Or the person handing out pamphlets, or if that's the same thing. Tokens. Yeah. Casey just over. said pamphlets. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I want to know what's in the pamphlet. Uh, you reach out. She hands you one. Doesn't so it doesn't like? Oh yeah, welcome to the Dark Moon Fair. Just hands one to you. Um, you open it. and It's a map of the area with little numbers on it, Disneyland style, that point out where all the different things are. Um, and I'm showing you that now on the screen. This is essentially what she hands out to you. Oh um, wow. Okay. She also has, there's like a, a pile of, like on a table next to her, she has this little pile of little brown sacks that look like they have coins in them. She would uh, welcome you guys over. Welcome to the Dark Moon Fair. Many of the attractions require that you pay a game token to enter. Some attractions offer prizes like toys and items and Many have prize tickets that can be redeemed at the prize vendor or the Dark Moon cards vendor or the roller coaster, the carousel, the potions vendor. If you play the games and you earn tickets, please do not forget to redeem them before the end of your stay. Uh, also, do make time for the show fight at the arena later today. We have a special guest fighter that I think you'll be very excited to see. Uh, and also... Uh, well, Elite Tar and Chieftain are here, and we do have a concert scheduled to close out the day, but unfortunately, uh, Chief Thunderskins, their drummer, uh, hasn't been feeling very well and is not going to be able to perform, so we think that the show might end up being canceled. But oh, the, the fight shame. is still on, and here, um, if you require pri uh, game tokens, I am selling them here. They are 10 tokens for five gold pieces. Everyone can take some if you need, if we can, uh, if, I, if you're looking to play games today, you'll need the tokens for that. What? How many? Focus? Alright? I, I don't know how the, how, how many should I get? I'm gonna get 20 tokens, which 20 is tokens? 10, 10 gold. gold pieces. Yeah, it'll be 10 pieces, 10 gold for 20 game tokens. I think that's a good start, Butch. Uh, all right, and we can always come back. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I am going to go to my inventory and take out 10 gold. Same. Okay. So, a little bit of meta information here that the vendor wouldn't tell you, but it's appropriate for me to tell you as DM. A lot of these games are going to require ability checks, saving throws, that sort of thing. Um, I do just want to remind you guys that, like, for example, a constitution check is going to be a different role from a constitution saving throw. Um, the section on the oh. character sheet, like, directly beneath your name, across the top, running right to left, where, or left to right, rather, where it says strength, dex, con, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, those are your just flat checks. The saving throws section is in that other section that's to the left of your, of, like, your abilities, like acrobatics and animal handling and stuff. So do keep in mind that if I ever call for a check, like a dexterity check, that is going to be different from a dexterity saving throw. Um, also. Okay, who's going to be the first uh, to mess that up? Um, I got my money on me, honestly. I think I'm going to do it first. <laughs> okay. Um, also, since 
a lot of the games come down to how the dice roll. Don't forget, you guys are D&D characters. Any class abilities or any magical effects or whatever else that you want to throw at these games is totally on the table. So whatever you guys want to try to pull off, that's totally fine. Stuff like Rage and Bardic Inspiration, all that kind of stuff like can be applied to some of the various things that we're trying to do. What I will say is that the people of this world do know what spellcasting looks like and <laughs> would probably interpret like direct flat out spellcasting right in front of them cheating. as cheating. But um, any spells that you cast that, you know, either you can be sneaky about or like if you're going to cast a spell on somebody and then they walk up and then they go do a thing like that's like what like whatever you feel that you can pull off. Like I don't want to limit if you guys are going to use class abilities or like throw some dice at something, like I really want to encourage that you do that because I think that that would affect how this game is played. As Casey says this, like I'll flick a coin like across the knuckles and then all of a sudden just like have it disappear with a little bit of sleight of hand. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and I mean, all that stuff, I all that stuff is totally on the table. So. Like, I'm going to say, okay, this game requires that you roll a constitution check. And then, you're, well, I happen to have a thing that makes those, but, you know, anything that you have that, like, totally throw it at this because that's, that's great. So now you guys have maps in hand. You have a guide of where all the different things are in the fair that you can go explore. Um, you look around, there are, like I said, crowds of people who are like, ooh, let's go check out this. Or, hey, let's go, we have enough tickets now, let's go buy you know, one of the, uh, you know, one of the big things, of balloons from the balloon vent, like what, all that sort of stuff going. I'm going to go to the carousel. Okay. Run like a little kid over there. You make a beeline for the carousel. You see that there is a line of people getting onto the carousel ahead of you that are handing the carousel operator a prize ticket in order to get onto the carousel. So you ah, have, darn it. you have tokens for playing games, but you haven't won any games yet. So you don't have any prize tickets. Darn. You All turn right, around so and look across the street at the roller coaster. Same deal. They are one prize ticket per ride. Darn it. I forgot. It's been years since I've been here. All right. Um, I'm going to go find. Looking and at I the... feel like. Ooh, shoot I, for loot. Shoot for loot. I uh, go running towards the uh, towards the carousel without looking at tickets at all. I'll grab Butch, 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 Butch. We gotta get, um, we gotta get, uh, tickets first. So, we bought the tokens. What are you you talking about? And I keep We bought the tokens. And I keep running. figure it out. Butch knows how a line works, right? Like, you're not jumping in front of everybody, right? Or are you? I am jumping in front of everyone. I am going and running. I'm excited. Running and, and jumping right onto that carousel, not having any ticket. Cool. Roll me a dexterity saving throw. I mean, we all know what happens when, when, when someone does that, right? Nine. Nine's not going to be enough. The carousel operator, a Pandaren woman, uh, sees that you're bounding ahead of everybody, puts two fingers, one on the front of your wrist and one on the back of your wrist, and takes just one toe and hooks around, like, not hooks around anything, but like taps your heel in such a way that your back foot <laughs> kicks the front foot. She, you, you lose your balance. She takes the wrist that she has and hooks one finger into a belt loop, flips you all the way around on your back. You land all, fully on your back, 
wind knocked out of you. She looks down at you and says, Oh, honey, you're going to have to stand in line and you're going to need a ticket for this ride. Oh, oh, hey. Hey, uh, <coughs> it's, uh, this is, is not, not nice to meet you. My name is Butch. My name and is I'll, Katie, and you're going to need a ticket for this ride. All right, Katie. Here, let me help y'all up. <laughs> she gets you up uh, on your feet. You know, you know what happens when you do that in game, right? Uh, it, it, it yeah, kicks you out. Yeah, they throw your ass out it, is it, what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Uh, fall, Erica was, was trying, uh, yeah, didn't, I, I knew oh, fully hit. well what was going to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be standing at the end of the line giggling as I watch this whole thing happen. Uh, meanwhile, knowing that I have this advantage on perception checks from this delicious, delicious Wolf Hunch Crunch, um, I'm going to keep an eye out for um, unattended tickets and perhaps even free coins that people have dropped. Oh, interesting. Uh, let me double check because I thought... And it was for perception checks to rely on hearing or smell. Like it's so smell. It's, the wolf yeah. meat is for hearing and smell checks. So Darn you can it. still do perception to see if anybody has dropped any cool stuff. That's totally, totally cool. But it's not an advantage. Okay. But yes, I am definitely going to be keeping an eye out for that. I'm going to come up next to Butch and be like, I think I think I know a game where you can win some tickets. And I'm going to take him down to the strongman game. <gasps> All right. Okay. So we split in the party. Is that what's going on? Focus, so which, you said you wanted to go somewhere. I'll I'll follow behind and watch. Okay. You guys get up to the strongman game. Um, so there is not much of a line on this one. And there is a large, uh, like, round-bellied human uh, man standing next to the game, uh, built like a Colteran, like tall, broad shoulders, big belly. He uh, has a grin on his face, like he knows he... Uh, he has the game of the carnival. Like he, he's like, ah, this is this is the best one ever. It's a big hit the hammer on the thing and make the bell go up to the thing game. Like it's 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 that kind of game. And you see that uh, the the track that the weight has to fly up to ring the bell is marked one through twenty, and then twenty is where the bell is. You guys approach. He goes, hey, uh, you. Uh, you was looking to show off your strengths or somethings, you weak little uh, tiny arms over there's. And he's pointing at Butch, and he's he crosses his arms again and just sort of does the thing that people do when their arms are crossed, and they, like, push their... He's pushing his muscles out to make them look bigger. <laughs> um, well, this that sounds like a challenge, and we're out of fair. Uh, Give me a game token and go ahead and try to hit the bell. All right. I I hand him a token. All right. uh, Uh, Let's go ahead and get from you. You pick up this big hammer. Let's go. Can I use my own hammer? I got one right here. The radiant mall. He he laughs and he goes, he goes, "Uh, yeah, listen, you're going to, you're going to use the hammer that I give you. Come on now. You can't be using no magic nonsense here. This, what are you cheating here? Take, he gives you like a mallet that you're supposed to use. Okay, I pick up the mallet, and, uh, you know, so so what's... All right, so what do I do? Athletics check. Okay. An athletics check. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen, you take this thing in, in 
like one hand, thinking that ah, I don't need two hands for this game. You reach all the way back, do a wide arc, slam it down on the target. The little weight goes goes up to the 13 mark and falls back down again. And he chuckles and he goes, ah, maybe next time. Do I get any tickets? You want to, you want to, do I get any tickets? Yeah, you got to win. Well, what's winning? You got to ring the bell. Have you ever played a strongman game before? You got to ring the bell. Oh, heck. You want to try another? I hand him a token. Give me a token. Go for it again. Can Roll I athletics. potentially do this recklessly? Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's Okay. Um, so I will ref recklessly uh, check. <laughs> yeah, um, it, that's not okay. the rules, but it, I'm the rules, so whatever. 18. 18. The, the weight rockets up the side of the thing for an instant. Um, I'd like everyone in the party to roll me an insight check really quickly. Ari got a 14. Four. Eight. Okay. Ari, you notice that uh, that Butch hit this thing pretty hard and it the weight flies up the marks it stops at the 18 mark which is too lower than where the bell is you see that before it gets up to where it ends the carney the carney's confidence actually goes a little up like he he kind of smirks like he 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 seems to he he seems to revel in his own confidence in that moment. Um, and I'd like uh, also everyone to roll a perception check for me. Ari got a twenty, dirty. Five, eleven. Okay. Also, Ari, you are you were the only one to notice the Carney's reaction to what was happening here. You're also the only one to recognize that the paint has scratches on it along the course of where the weight goes up the the meter as if it had been rubbing against the wood but there aren't any marks like that above 18 I'm gonna am I able to go around towards the back of the machine yeah go ahead and roll a are you trying to be sneaky about it or are you just like gonna like walk back there I'm not being like I'm casual about it not in the sense I'm trying to look anything just like I'm looking around touristy like uh Roll me, roll me a performance. No, either a performance or a deception check to try to act like you're blending into the crowd. You're not trying 26. to be. Mm-hmm. You disappear into the crowd and you're like looking at the fun balloons and admiring the, you know, the way that they built this tent. And you disappear behind one of the tents, walk around to the backside where there's a lot less people and you can see that there actually is a small contraption right around the same height as the 18 foot mark on the strongman game okay well i don't i don't get it i hit that real hard i i, I hit yeah I, yeah you almost uh, you almost got up there too almost i, I, I think you can do it if you, i think you can do it if you get one more token He's yeah. like egging you on. Like, I think you might be able to do it. And I'm totally, I'm totally buying it too. I'm totally eating it up. Like this is hurting my ego. Um, and I, I'm, you know, stammering. Uh, 
and I I, I walk away and, and start going to the next thing in a huff. Where are we going next? I don't like this one. There's a drinking contest. Or we can go over to shoot for loot. Uh, shooting's more your thing. But yeah, I don't like that game. And, and uh, as we walk away, um, Falcus, you, you lead the way. Ari, what are you doing? Um, I wanted to inspect the contraption. Is it something that like he controls in the sense that he can do something to make it so it doesn't hit? Or is it something that's on there and it will always yeah, make it not go above 18? It stays in place and it stops you at 18. Like, there's a reason that he, you put it all together, there's a reason he's acting so confident, it's because nobody wins this game, because it's rigged. And I'm out of sight right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, ideally, like, you have to roll a 20 or better on your athletics check to ring the bell, so the 18 still wouldn't have gotten there, but if it had been a 19 or a 20 or a natural 20 or whatever, it still would have stopped at 18. Like, you're seeing that, you're seeing that it's up there at 18 to block the weight. Am I in a position where someone would notice if I did magic? No, I don't think so. You're behind. You're like backstage right now. Could I cast a chromatic orb at it? Because it's small and I feel like it'll do the least amount of like damage with lightning to try and like fry this thing is my like attempting idea. Yeah, if you're putting spell slots into this, I'm not even going to make you roll for it because like the idea of rolling for an attack implies that like to me that you... uh, that you can't sit and very carefully quietly line up your shot you have to like you have to be fast about it that your target is moving that your target is difficult to hit somehow you're able to take your time and really like like carefully craft this lightning shot and it's this little like and it it fries part of the like in order to make it seem like it doesn't just stop suddenly at 18 it like has to catch the weight and give it some some wiggle and then let it drop and you fry uh, the cloth portion of the mechanism that like makes it a soft catch Um, and it is you can you're sure now that it is not functional if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna throw a whole spell slot at that then you can have that for free absolutely this game is not rigged anymore and that guy has no idea and then I'll make my way back into the crowd I imagine that would have taken me close to the time of Butch like kind of being huffy and walking away so I can still yes. catch up to them. Yes, he is yeah. fully gone. Yeah, I will no, I, go to catch I'm up mad. with them. I'm angry. And it would not have occurred to Butch to like use his abilities like like rage or something to uh um to to cheat. It just that I mean it's just not you know something that would occur to him. Okay. Um, but that's the thing, I'm- right? Like, is raging cheating? Like, if you're going to, like, get ticked off and throw everything you had, like, that would be the human being walking around a carnival version of raging. Like, well, we've let, all seen a big, muscly, you know, shaved his head, bald guy with, like, too many tattoos get too angry and hit too hard at a carnival. We've all seen that. Like, that's not cheating. It's not magic. It's just losing it. <laughs> okay what would make butch lose it anyway i'm i'm huffing and puffing and you know and, and just following focus to whatever he wants to do having a bad then, time at the carnival hammer ari what do you want to do what let's um let's go see what focus wants to do and then i'm going to um 
give Butch a bardic inspiration to say, next time I feel like this will help uh, make the playing field a little more even. What? Oh. That feels a little, little bit like cheating, though, Ari. Uh-oh. I'm just inspiring you to be the best that you can be. And I think that that, that human kind of brought you down a few notches. I, 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 just, I just think I hit that hard enough. I don't, I don't understand. And I, and I spent two of them tokens. It, I'm going to flip a token like how the cool people do where they like flip it. I can't do that, but Ari can, I imagine. Like Two-Face style? Yeah, I'm going to flip it to you and be like, Butch, next one's on me. I think I think you'll get it. And honestly, in my opinion, well, in my factual, actual, this is true, that game would have no winner until maybe I spiced it up a little bit a second ago. Wait a minute, what? I'm going to I'm gonna lean over to Ari. It's like, what did you do? What? Let's just say that the reason that man was so confident, I mean, you guys saw it, didn't you? He was... He knew Butch wasn't going to hit that no matter how nothing. hard he hit it. I didn't okay. see nothing. What are you he was a little, He was a little cocky. And the reason was because there may have been a little contraption that no matter how hard you hit it, it would not have gone above 18. Maybe 19. But I think 18. So with that knowledge, uh, I, I, I did type it in our chat earlier. Um, Falkus is definitely... When, when we come back around to it, I want to either either put a wager on Butch against the proprietor of that game or on the crowd surrounding or something like that but either which way because we know that it's been that perhaps the pendulum's been swung in our favor and the proprietor of that game doesn't might be able to weasel out a good chunk more tickets out of that guy okay okay to take a take 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 um advantage of his hubris Okay, let's do this now. Like, let's just let's just do it. I'm. I Are we am, going back? I am okay, angry. I am now because Butch, go show I am that now man enraged. who's enraged. I am enraged because. Um, Are you raging? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I did click the button for rage, and uh, yeah, because that man cheated me. Okay, now the bardic inspiration lets me do it. Um, uh, add a D8 to the roll. Yeah. Oh, add a D8. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm gonna march right over there, flick the token at his forehead. It flip. Um, it it like spins through the air like the, uh, like the cufflink from Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> okay. He like leans his head out of the way. It slaps into a curtain that like is behind him as part of the set dressing and falls to the ground. And he goes, "Oh, look at you, big shots here to lose again, huh?" I'll 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 look at the guy in the face. Like you've upset my friend here. He is ready to take everything that you I have. I didn't upset anybody. All I know is noodle arms over here doesn't know how to ring bells. That's I'll what show I you learned noodle today. Arms. Show I me. say this. I say this time he is going to ring your bell, real good. I think he probably and won't. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna put some tickets where that, uh, where that statement is on that. Yeah, if you hit the bell, you win tickets. That's the game. What if we win more tickets than we're supposed to? I mean, sir, you look so confident that no one could ever beat you at this game, and I'm just saying, you've really kind of irked my friend. And I don't know if you know a lot about Pandarians, but they are proud people. So how about we make this a little more interesting? All right, fine. You can win. You can win more tickets. What do I get when you lose? 
You can have ten of my gold coins. Ten gold coins. I'm sure you coins? guys. I'm sure you guys need money for things. That's, so I'll give you. You are. You, I am fully on ten gold. Fine. But you better make those tickets worth it. I'm serious. I they will, better be close. I will give you what, the grand prize. Coins? I will give you the grand prize, which I have never given to anybody before at this game, because no one is strong enough to do this in this in this whole place. And I will triple the prize tickets. Perfect. For ten, I think we have ourselves a, a deal. Bet. Fine. I will shake hands. And I think so, but you rolled your bardic inspiration already. Right? Noodle I, arms. Okay, so just 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 for the for the for the tense stuff, and I went ahead and rolled the bardic inspiration. I rolled the one d eight. And I got an eight. Uh, couldn't do any better than that. I am raging, 12 which... 12 or higher. Gives me... Oh, it gives me advantage. But you could attack recklessly to get... Well, it doesn't, yeah, I don't need advantage. to attack re- oh, so, okay. recklessly. Don't I have more now? I thought I had more. Um, it- let's see here. Do you get a bonus to strength-based checks? I think is the advantage on strength-based checks. I think it's bonus to damage. Oh, it's bonus damage. I mean, so at this point here, with your plus six, you have to roll at minimum a six. Okay. And you have advantage. So you get a plus six, plus the plus eight is 14. All you need to roll is a six. So I, I, I'm frothing at the mouth. You know how I get when I pop rage. Um, I'm frothing at the mouth here. I'm real, real angry. I t- grab that hammer. And uh, I roar up to the sky and smack that thing for all it's worth. I rolled a 25. 25 plus, plus eight. 8 is 33? 3. You gotta yeah. break it. Literally, yes. So the weight flies up to the 18 mark. And my man is still arms crossed, smiling, acting all cocky. And then in slow motion, you guys see that it passes 19 and approaches 20. And he's looking up again in slow motion. It hits the bell. Bing, 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 bing. You see the sound waves reverberating off of this because this whole scene is happening in bullet time. And then the weight and the bell rocket off of the top of the thing. It is fully broken and cannot be played until it's fixed again. The bell flies off in one direction. The weight flies off in another. In the distance, where the bell lands in the middle of the street, where a whole bunch of people are like, oh my God, where'd this bell come from? Uh, He looks up at that looks down at you and you've got just like rage spirals in your eyes looks around at the crowd who is looking at him realizes you read it in his face already realizes that he can't like react to the fact that you got past his cheat because he can't let him he can't let that information out so instead he walks up to butch grabs you by the wrist holds it holds your hand in the air and yells loudly the Dark Moon Fair has finally, finally had a winner at the Strongman game. He brings you over to the table and gives you six prize tickets. The, you're supposed to win two prize tickets at this game. Okay. He's honoring his deal. He said he would give you triple. He's giving you six prize tickets. And he hands you a potion. The Ooh. potion has the outline of an arm with a big bicep on it. 
and he says, this is the grant. He's like, he's saying this through gritted teeth a little bit in the beginning, but then like has to recognize a 33. Like there's, you can't like not credit somebody for that. So he starts all angry and then realizes, all right, actually I can talk to you legit. Cause you are a strong man. Um, he says, this is the intended grand prize for this game. It is a potion of storm giants strength. Nice. Uh, player wise, it is a consumable item. If you drink it, your strength score will be 29 for one hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, butch. Yeah. Dang. That's a, it's a lot of muscle in this bottle. Wow. I'm going to add that to my inventory right now. Right now. Then he says, you know, we haven't had a lot of adventurers through here recently. Really? You should know that I put another special item up as a prize at the arena game tonight. I think it might be a good idea for you to try your hand. You might make it a good show. All right. Oh, we're getting into a fight, boys. Are you not entertained? Actually, (laughs) despite everything, that was pretty entertaining. I've never seen it fly off the top before. That was pretty good. (laughs) Seeing as how he's kind of come around, I'm going to go grab the bell and start prestidigitating. I'm not going to fix the trap. That's on him. But I'm going to prestidigitate the thing as much as I need to to make it so that it works again intendedly. Yeah, sure, absolutely. You throw a little bit of like simple magics at it. You like work some of the dents out on it. The little there's not like a ringer on it. It's just the metal bit because the weight that hits it creates the bell sound. So you don't have to like fix any mechanicals to it. It's just like a rounded piece of metal that's like gold colored. But you're able to like spruce it up a little bit. You bring it back to him. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Falcus. It's your turn. These these six tickets were really hard to get. I bet we're gonna get something really fantastic with these six tickets a spider ring <laughs> and and uh some some double bubble gum tootsie rolls tootsie slap hand uh, <laughs> jinx um okay the uh, ne- next game let's go let's go shoot i feel like Falcus will be uh i'm gonna shoot for loot it, it, shoot by the loot way, now that I'm not attacking anything, I'm no longer raging. Yeah, and you got all your tickets. You got a whole, you got a, like a whole Gatorade Sports bottle full of drugs. You're you're feeling great. Um, you guys approach the shoot for loot. It is a whole archery range. Uh, it's set up to like aim away from the road, and it goes that like out deep into this like open wooded area on the west side of the park. As you approach, uh, there's this little gnome standing there he's like calling people over there's like a couple of little kids with like tiny little nope it wouldn't be tiny little kids with tiny little guns it's he has this large like oversized even for someone of your size oversized rifle that has all of these like extra cog wheels on it that don't do anything and like a really really long scope on it that as you look into it it's just glass like there's no magnification it's just for show it doesn't do anything as you approach the the little gnome goes um he brings you in he goes hey welcome welcome everybody to shoot for loot oh my goodness look at you guys you're gonna are you is everyone gonna play are you gonna try to shoot for some loot today i'm definitely 
I want, like I'm just here sleeves. for moral support. Well, step right up, my good friend. Why don't you pick your spot? And the, you, you see that there's like a line, like a table, and there's like all these these like oversized, like silly looking rifles. You are doing the math in your head. You're not sure how this two and a half foot gnome dragged all of these six and a half foot long rifles out to this place, but he managed it somehow. You are going to need to pay one game token. All right, paying up. And as you look out, you do see that there is uh, this long shooting range. There are three targets. There's one that's very close to you. There's one that's a little bit further out. And there's one that's a little further out from that. Um, All the way past that is a stick that has a gear on top. And the gear is turning and there's a little bell on a string that's moving. And I mean little bell on a string like it's a tiny little jingle bell on a string. And it's moving and it's all the way out there. And he explains to you that uh, this game is a game for points, okay? So what happens is you choose which target you're going to fire at, okay? And then you take your shot. You get uh, one token, buys you three shots, okay? And what you're going to do, you're going to pick your target. You're going to fire at that target, okay? And if you can hit it, you get some points. And at the end of three shots, as many points as you get determines what prize you earn, okay? So um, if you're able to get 10 points or more, you get a small prize, okay? If you can get 25 points or more, you get a nice prize. And if you can get 45 points or more, you get the grand prize, okay? Now, I will also tell you, I did bring a little extra with me today. If you can hit the bonus bell all the way at the end of the range, okay, you get my special new invention. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but, um, and as you read, like, as you see, you realize, okay, so obviously the close target is going to be easy to hit. The far target is going to be hard to hit. The bell in the distance is going to be the hardest target to hit. All you're going to do in order to play this is make a regular ranged weapon attack with your normal ranged weapon attack bonus. Okay? You get three shots. You have to call your target first. That's going to determine what I need to know for, like, what the armor class is of the thing you're shooting at. And we'll determine your points from there. Does that make sense? I believe it does. Okay. One token, three shots. Go ahead and take your first shot. All right. Just to make sure. Oh, and I do want to make sure that you understand. Damage is not a component for this. So it does not benefit you at all to take the minus five plus ten. Just so you know how that is. Good point, good point. Um, so my ranged attack, just to make sure my math is all right here, is plus, f- uh, let's see, plus five for dexterity, plus three for proficiency is eight, and I get a plus two for my archery mastery. Yeah, so it's plus ten. So you would be doing just like you were attacking with your longbow, it would be the same kind of a roll. Yep, I just wanted to make sure, because I'm pretty sure my, my longbow is nothing special. There's nothing added to it. And again, before you roll, you got to tell me which target you're firing at. Um, so I got three shots here. Let's start first with, uh, let's go with number two back. So the medium target back. Middle target. Got it. How about a natural 20 for 30? <laughs> yeah, that's a bullseye. No problem. <laughs> the, the armor class was significantly less than 30. <laughs> uh, I, I should have freaking rolled that on the bell, darn it. Just right off the bat, just straight to the bell. 
All right, so a bullseye on that target is worth 12 points. Well, sweet. Um, all right, I wanted to see at least, I wanted I wanted to get an idea what the armor class was, but uh, yeah, let's go for the next one out. Okay, the, the farthest regular target? Yes. Okay. 24. 24 just, just hits the bullseye. Now, there is space. I do want to make it clear. This is a bullseye target. You hit it in the middle, but like not perfectly in the middle, like slightly offset from the middle. It was almost in the middle ring. If you had rolled a little lower than that, it would have hit the target still, but the middle ring isn't worth as many points as the bullseye. Right? Make sense? Okay. A 24 on the, on the, on the farthest target is worth 18 points to you. So now you're at 30 points. Jesus. You have one more Sweet. shot. Wow. Um, oh, okay. Let's go for the bell. Go for broke. 30 points is pretty good right off the bat here. So let's. Okay. Let's... So the bell is a, is the farthest distance target. Now you are a sharpshooter. So the distance does not matter to you. However, it is a very small target and it is moving. It's swinging around on this gear on top of this stick. This shot is made with disadvantage. Ooh. Ooh, all right. All right. Do you think he's going to be able to do that? Give it a shot. Let's see. So, uh... Stop it. No, you did not. You did not. Um, the, the disadvantaged shot was a 21. The other shot was another natural 20. Oh, that's disadvantaged. Okay. A 21 but, okay. is not enough to hit the faraway bell. So that's three <gasps> shots. You earned a total of 30 points. That does break the threshold for a medium prize or the, the large prize. So as soon as you make that last shot, it's clear that you're going for the bell. The gnome is like, oh, this guy's going for the bell. Like he's got this like look on his face. He goes, that was really, really impressive. You almost got the bell. I've never seen anybody do that. But well, I have seen people do that before, but I very rarely see people do that. That's really, really exciting. Listen, you got 30 points, man. That's really great. Here, I want to give you the prize. Here, check this out. Uh, the large prize. Let me see here. I'm going to wriggle around here and find what I need. Ah, here we go. And he pulls out um, a box about this big that you open it. Inside it are five arrows that as you like oh okay these are actually really really nice uh these are each uh plus two arrows um so Ooh. they are one-time use ammunition when you fire them you do get a plus two bonus to the attack roll and the damage roll but once they're fired they're useless after that that's awesome they also come with striking the bell automatically grants okay cool um he also hands you uh a prize ticket as part of the large prize now, listen, that was a pretty good shot. If you want to try again and see if you can get either the grand prize, which, again, as I remind you, is 45 points or more, uh, or if you want to try for the bell, all it's going to cost you is a game token. If if our friend hits the bell, would that automatically qualify him for the grand prize? Hmm. No. Um, it does automatically qualify him for the secret prize. Oh! Let's say oh, he shoots the, the secret prize is. bell first... Does oh, I'm it so count sorry. For... Wait a minute. It does count for points, though. I completely yes, that's forgot. that's what I'm wondering. The bonus bell does grant points. I okay. apologize. That's what I'm trying to get. I'm going to go up to Falcus, and I'm going to touch him, and I'm going to be like, I think this time you might have a little bit more luck, and I'm going to give him a bardic inspiration. All Sweet. right. All right. So Falcus 
just uh, nailed it and totally like hit every target target that he aimed at, which is great. Uh, missed the bell, but has a pretty serious thought that maybe I can get that bell. Um, but also there is the grand prize still waiting for you. <clears throat> I take it that you've paid another. Oh my God. <coughs> I take it that you've paid another. Uh, uh, I tried to do the, the fat guy from Futurama, the, uh, whoa's that guy. And I'm just, my larynx is shot now because I don't know how to do voices. Uh, I take it that you're doing another, um, prize to- uh, game token and that you're going to try another three shots. Yeah. Absolutely. So you had said then, uh, so the bell is the grand prize, the super special secret prize. Hitting the bell at all will get you the the super secret grand prize. But the regular grand prize is just get enough points. And he would actually even points, right? 45. Yeah, he would even, yeah, he would full on say, yeah, if you can get 45 points or more, you'll get that. If you strike the bell, you'll get a whole big bag of points and a special thing. But like hitting the bell and then hitting some other targets would allow you to get like everything, presuming you got enough points for it. Could you have used your, is it that elven accuracy you have on that last one to reroll the 21? No, because it's only when I have advantage. Right. So that shot was made at disadvantage, which is why you missed. Because that natural, people tend to hit on natural 20s. So uh, yeah, you would have needed advantage for that. Okay. I just saw two and it clicked. I forgot it was disadvantage. But that's exactly what I mean from earlier when I was like, no, throw class and race abilities at this. Like, do do stupid crap. Does Action Surge give me another shot? Oh, man. Does oh. Action Surge give you another shot? Yes. Um, not yes. if he's handing you, like, exchanging one token for three shots. But saying no would absolutely fly in the face of everything I just said about definitely always throw your class abilities at these games. So what I will say is that you are roguish enough and have the sleight of hand to be able to to be able to try it. I, I don't know how you would do it. I guess you got to get more bullets into the gun because like I said, it's not you're not sh- shooting arrows. You have like an oversized carbine thing. But why not? Go for it. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that I would have to do anything. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I'll pay but another also, token. Despite the fact that you're shooting at disadvantage against the bell, with a bardic inspiration and with your plus ten to hit, it's it's not even impossible to hit it. It's just not easy to hit it. You, you see where I'm saying? Like the armor class on it, I'll, I'll just play it straight with you. The armor class of the bell is 26, which means you have to roll a natural 16, or whatever the whatever you roll plus your bardic has to equal 16 plus your bonus, right? So that's the 26. So it's not impossible, right? Like that's that's in that's in the range of possibility. How long does Bardic Inspiration last? Ten minutes, I think. Yeah, it's a long time. So you definitely okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna take this opportunity right now. I w- I want to at least put the first two shots into the furthest target. That's gonna be the first thing I'm gonna into the into the bell or the target. Nope, the target. Okay, go for it. Uh, so one shot was at an eighteen. And a second shot at 13. Okay, both of those are going to miss the farthest target. Darn. I mean, I'm trying to get that, that grand prize. Or the There's there's the 40-point threshold, and then there's the other one after that. Yeah, there's so one at like, 45, uh, and then there's one for hitting the bell. And hitting the bell would earn you 25 points. Okay. Um... 
I would I, say try the bell straight. Don't waste your bardic inspiration since 25 points is the most you can get. Yeah, that's a good good point there. And I have to choose to use the bardic inspiration. You can use it after you make the shot. All right, uh, let's go for the bell shot. Okay, you're rolling. How about a natural dis- 20? Oh, oh, with disadvantage. Darn it. Uh, All these how natural about a natural 20? Oh <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to scream. Oh my God. The one in 400 chance roll. The double nat 20s. The mythical. The unseen. Let's just go ahead and I'm going to screenshot this. We're going to pop open a real quick snip. Let's document this for prosperity. Does she like super extra hit the bell in a way that might grant more points? Super extra. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and save as one in 400. Save. Cool. All right. We're saving that. That's phenomenal. Okay. So you fire at the, at the farthest target. You miss. You fire at the farthest target again. You miss again. And... The gnome starts going, listen, man, it's all right. It's a very difficult shot to make. Most people uh, are really not able to just, because it's this isn't really like a sniper rifle either. Like you can tell the scope is just on there for show. I really don't want you to feel bad about it. Boom. Wing, 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 wing. And it starts spinning <laughs> hard on the little gear that's holding it in place. And he's like, he looks out over the field. He's wearing like, He's wearing, like, glasses that have, like, extra lenses on the top, and he, like, flicks down all the extra lenses to magnify, like, little binoculars. Then he looks up at you, and what you see is giant, because he's wearing all those glasses. He's, <laughs> his, his, his head is, like, 45% eyes at this point because of the magnification. And he goes, winner! And starts screaming. whole bunch of people are like, oh, my God, somebody shot the bell? Are you kidding? People are coming over to look. They see that it's still spinning like crazy because the force of the bullet is like, it's just going to spin like that until someone stops it because that's what happens on two natural 20s. Falcus is just standing there just uh, flicking at his nails, cleaning his nails. He's like, yep, that's me. Incredible. Very, very incredible. Uh, You've won. Uh, the bell prize. That's, that's so, that's so great here. Let me grab that for you. And he pulls out a box very, very small actually. Um, and he opens it and it is a gray steel square with on one side, a little hook and on the other side, a little loop. And in the middle of it, a big red classic, big red button. Okay. And he says, uh, this is going to be uh, an attachment that you can wear on your belt, okay? He hooks through the leather like this, a little hook there, a little, little, little belt buckle for you, okay? Um, if you press the big red button, um, it will uh, deploy a distraction. If you're in combat and you need to uh, protect yourself from an attacker, uh, this will automatically deploy uh, a distracting uh, target for your enemy, um, you can go ahead and add to your inventory the gnomish distracting dummy launcher. Are you kidding? Fal- Falcus just got s- something real useful. Good job. I'm crying over here because I'm remembering back to Simpsons and Bart's freaking belt. <laughs> Dude, he's ragging on your belt. <laughs> it's such a great scene. 
All right, what is it called again? I'm pretty sure I called it. I'm I'm pulling this from memory because I forgot to write it down. I think I called it the gnomish distracting dummy launcher. Yes, yes, you did. Perfect. Yeah, you can go ahead and add that bad boy. He says, I designed this recently. Um, I wanted to give it like a test run, but I'm really not a, a like I don't spend much time in the field, as it were. So uh, I figured I'd let someone who is really capable uh, take it for a spin. OK, um, I also do want you to know, um, like I said, I, I, I created this in my shop in Stormwind. So if it ever needs maintenance or anything else like that, I do work over in the Dwarven District in Stormwind. So you can stop in and we can take a look at it. Uh, but more than that, um, that was a really impressive shot. Uh, you should know that there is one other thing that besides the grand prize that's for this game, um, you should know that I did put up another item uh, as a prize for the arena fight later tonight. Um, so oh. I, you you seem really capable. I think maybe you might want to uh, take a look at that. There are any other adventurers who uh, might be trying to be a part of the arena. Like, I don't know what team they're going to pick. Um, and then he stops and he looks around and he goes, actually, um, I'm not sure how many other adventurers there are out here right now. It's mostly like townspeople and children and that sort of thing. I'm surprised. Normally there's more adventurers here. I think you guys are the only ones that have come through that are actually like, you know, combat capable. It's super weird. Anyway, uh, definitely take a look at the arena fight tonight. That'd be a lot of fun. Sounds good. Is there still, there's still the, the big prize, right, for here? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Actually, you haven't made 45 points yet. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to feed me another token, I'll give you some more shots. Wow. I'll definitely do so. Let's do it. Here's your three more shots. Go ahead. You need 45 points. Okay. All right. We'll try to get, uh, and the big one for sure. The, for this one here. Um, so that, that little guy gave me points for, gave me what? 20, 20 points. Yes. Last round. It's the, the points reset each game. But if you feel that you can hit the bell again, That'd be worth 25 points, but this is the only gnomish distracting test dummy launcher that you can win. So the disadvantage might make it not worth going for it. It's up to you to do the math for it. Gotcha. But that one gave me points. Did that give me... So it was either the grand secret prize, right? So but not the smaller you, one. The last, the last game you played, you missed completely two times. And then you hit the bell, which got you 25 points. So you ended with... 25 points. Oh, actually, 25 points would get you the large prize. He's all out of the magical arrows, but you do get another prize ticket. Perfect. That's what I was, that's why I was getting I, at. Was, there was I wasn't at least putting it together. Bit. I thought you were asking for me to give you those 25 points for this round. So no. Okay, yeah, you get another prize ticket for that. Perfect, but the arrows are gone. Got it. Yeah. And right. actually, you know what he would do as well? Because you, he already gave you the large prize, and now he's just giving you the prize ticket, and you did hit the bell, he would say, actually, you know what? You can have also have the prize for getting 10 points or more. It's a foam bow and arrow set. It is a completely harmless toy for children. It does nothing. There is not a D&D Beyond item for it, but you have a brightly colored foam fake bow and arrow set. Congratulations. Love it. Trapped in the Dark Moon Fair, surrounded by carnies and creepy music, our heroes struggle to. Huh? How's that? They're having a nice time? Okay then. That's kind of a strange change of pace for this show. 
It feels good to be able to take some time to relax, I guess. I, for one, am looking forward to finding out what games they play the next time we queue up for some more heroic Dungeons and Dragons. Hey everybody, uh, I just wanted to jump in real quick and give a little bit of an explanation for the uh, sudden change of plotting uh, last episode up into this one. Uh, the day we recorded episode 80, which was last week's episode, the one with Stitches' ghost, uh, we did it the way that we normally record, where, you know, we click the button and we fool around for a little while and then eventually we record a couple hours of gameplay and then at that point I spend a few minutes each night cutting out the pee breaks and the animal distractions so that we have a reasonable show. Um, that recording, did, uh, that recording session did not end, uh, with the PCs going to bed that night. Uh, instead it had them going to bed. They got up the next day. They quested for a while in Duskwood looking for clues about what stitches was doing, where his body might be buried, um, what they could do to destroy him, those sorts of things. But a few problems came up, uh, and I called the game early before we actually saw a resolution to that story. And then this week for this recording, what we did was uh, we just sort of hit the reset button, started the game when they woke up that morning and played that morning again, and then uh, I gave them kind of an easy way out of the zone. The reason that all this came up, the reason there was a problem uh, was in the fact that I, first of all, I didn't really do a very good job of plotting out that section of the adventure, and that's fully on me. Um, but more than that, the larger problem here was that I realized that I wasn't doing a very good job of listening to my players when they were telling me what they wanted from the game. Uh, we had had a bunch of discussions off air about what would follow Strangle Thorn Vale. You know, we had had a couple of conversations about Stormwind. The Dark Moon Fair had come up a few times. It was clear that one of the things that had excited Amanda, Summer, and Erica was the idea of a few sessions of sort of a low stakes kind of recreation. Uh, I knew they were looking forward to the Dark Moon Fair. I tried to wrangle in kind of um, a story in Darkshire before we got to the Dark Moon Fair that I feel kind of in the overall artsy-fartsy version of the show would have made sense in the long run, but ultimately the reason to play D&D is not for that moment where your, you know, your slow burn storytelling pays off 100, year, 100 episodes later. Uh, it's for the fun rolling the dice with your friends in a game that you're having a good time playing. Like, ultimately, it's just about the fun factor. Uh, and as soon as I realized that... Um, you know, we were playing and and the the players are participating in the story. They wanted to proceed because they, you know, they they trust me to do right by them. They figured that, you know, this was going to pay off. But um in the moment, kind of none of the players really knew what they were supposed to do next because I again, I had problems with the way that I had plotted out the story like it started to not make sense in the moment. Um the the players at the table and myself uh kind of really nobody was having a very good time. Uh, and I realized that, hey man, the whole thing could just be fixed by calling it quits for the day, hitting the reset button, and coming back to a fresh game session and a fresh adventure. Um, I say all of that to say that there's no reason whatsoever, especially if you're playing a game that's not being recorded, my god. Um, but I mean, 
even if you are recording it, there's still there's still no reason to push through a bad game to get to a good game. Um, and it's really important to know how to read the engagement of the rest of the table from like specifically from the perspective of is everybody having fun right now? Uh, ultimately, the way I see it, putting together a good plot or the right story and all that stuff, that is important. But at the end of the day, if you're not putting fun stuff in front of your players for them to interact with, stuff that you design explicitly because you're like, oh, this will be really fun for them to play with, you didn't, you, you know, you you dropped the ball somewhere. You did something wrong. Um, so if you're ever putting a game together for your players and you you didn't consider what your players truly wanted from the game, you messed up. That's how I see things. Uh, the recording session that produced last week's game reminded me of that in a big way. Um, but that's but that's fine, right? Like the thing is, if you're homebrewing, the toughest thing to do is to remember that first of all, number one, everything that you're going to put in front of your player in, in front of your players is completely untested and might not work. Okay, like full on, you might come up with something that just fails. And that's fine. It's not tested. You're putting it in front of them fresh. Um, uh, yeah. And the, like number two, that's f it's fine if that happens. We're human. We mess stuff up sometimes. Um, what's important is being able to uh, being willing rather to recover from that. So like evaluate as you go. That's the message I want to say here is evaluate as you go. Don't be afraid to recognize that something's not working and never feel the need to push through bad content to get to the thing that's more exciting or more fun. There's always a way to make the stuff that's not fun more fun, you know, and if that means hitting the reset button and going, you know what, actually this this adventuring day just didn't work out. How does everybody feel right now? And they're, oh, well, you know, actually, I felt like it was kind of slow or whatever. All right, fine. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's call the session here. We'll do a little retconning. We'll figure it out. And then when we play again next time, we'll have a more fun time. That's the reason that today's game, it was like, okay, they're going to wake up. They're going to go hunt down Stitches' ghost. And then the bartender was like, hey, great. We're going to put together some money for an adventuring team to go handle this. So thank you so much for everything you've done. You guys can head out and go do the thing that you're actually excited and looking forward to doing. Uh, that's perfectly fine, perfectly fair, and it's an excellent way to run a game, in my opinion. Um, I just wanted to get that out because I know that in the... Um, you know, if you're transitioning from episode 80 into episode 81, you might go, oh, okay, we're, we're halfway through an adventure. We're not going to do the adventure anymore. That's the reason. I'm rambling at this point, so I'm going to let everybody go. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Heroic Dungeons & Dragons. We have a ton of fun producing this for you guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode and the next game session. Bye, everybody. We'll catch you later. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.